salutations and shit, motherfuckers. Welcome back to yet another episode of Travel and Shit, your quirky little podcast about travel and shit. Pretty simple, yeah? Um, this is your host, D. Carrie. It's another solo episode. I promise I'm going to have some more guests for you guys. Um, it's just really hard to schedule sometimes because I do this uh, during the week. And um, I have some really interesting people in mind, but weekends are kind of hard for me. Um, you can make sure you follow me on the social medias, underscore D carry and at travel and shit underscore shoot me a DM. If you have any suggestions on people that you'd like to hear discuss travel related topics and, or if you have any travel questions and shit this week, we're going to jump into it. I always say jump into it after I ramble about a bunch of other shit. Right. But, uh, this week we're going to talk about three, the hard way, uh, I guess I'd say the top three things, but there's always a chance that something else will come up. But as of now, the top three things that travel taught me the hard way. Um, this is definitely going to be in no particular order. But um, as we all know, by a certain age, experiences in life tend to teach you more than you could have ever learned from a book or from, you know, being in school or in any other, I guess, standard learning setting. For the majority of us, experience is the best, yet often the most cruel teacher. Um, But it's one of those lessons that usually sticks. So I'm going to start with, I don't want to phrase it as trusting strangers, but building my intuition. Um, So they kind of go in tandem because having, or I guess using your intuition or trusting your intuition plays quite a role in the whole trusting strangers thing. I don't know about y'all niggas, but I'm a very guarded person. I don't um, always let people in easily. I Don't know if that's a New York thing or if that's just a me thing, but sometimes it takes just a little bit to decide whether or not you want to trust somebody. But I tend to go off of energy and experience. But in terms of strangers, you don't have experience. You mostly have energy and just watching how they move and shit. So I got to say that the one or the first instance that comes to mind was in Bermuda. I had spent a day in the city and I went to, they've got this um, museum slash aquarium slash zoo. And um, it's pretty nice. You know, it's really nice. I spent the day walking around there and I had heard about this island that wasn't too far from where I currently was, well, where I was at the time, where they used to publicly hang slaves. And I wanted to, have a look at it. But Bermuda is set up so that in certain areas, there are no sidewalks. So it's a relatively pedestrian friendly island being that it's, it's small. You can kind of walk anywhere, but you're walking with traffic. There are no sidewalks. So I tried to map how to get there walking, but one of the um, attendants at the museum when I was exiting was trying to describe how to get there by bus because she was telling me that, you know, the streets that were leading to the area were not exactly the best spots to be walking. 
So she was explaining it to me and I ended up walking outside. Thankfully, the bus stop was maybe like 50 paces away. So I walked outside. I'm sitting down and I'm taking selfies and shit. And the gentleman that was at the desk with her and, you know, explaining to me different things in the area to see and how I could get to that island ended up coming out and he was walking to his car and he said to me, I'm driving to the city. Do you want to ride? Now, back home, I would never just take a random ride from a stranger. I'd met him maybe five minutes prior and we would had maybe a 10 minute conversation, the three of us. And here I am just jumping into a car with somebody that I don't know. I made a quick decision. I based it on my energy that I was based on the energy that I was getting from him and, you know, on the experience that I'd had with him prior. He didn't give me any reason not to trust him. And on vacation, I don't know what it is. I'm certain that I'm not the only person that, you know, makes decisions on vacation that they wouldn't necessarily make in real life. But I agreed. I acquiesced and he gave me a ride. And it was actually for the better. Not only did he drive to the island, like not to the island, but he drove to the to the side of the road or to the area where I could cross the road and go see the island. But he stopped, helped me navigate traffic because traffic drives, they drive on the left side of the street. So it's kind of difficult to look both ways only because when you look to your right, you're expecting traffic to be oncoming, but it's actually going to be coming from the opposite direction. So I'm looking across the street as an American versus as someone that is trying to actually be safe, if that makes sense. But anyway, so he helped me navigate the traffic. He gave me a little bit of background and history about it. Then we took a a route where he was able to point out, I don't want to call it um, a cave, but there's like a, or really an overpass, but they basically chiseled through rock by hand. Well, slaves did. They had them chiseled through rock to create this tunnel slash overpass so that traffic could get through. I don't know if you can consider it traffic at that time, but so that there would be some mode of, you know, transportation or you get what I'm saying. They could get from one spot to the fucking other spot. Um, But he was able to point out all of this information for me as we're driving through the city to like the main area. He's pointing out all the buildings, historical places. He's telling me you can get this kind of food here, that there. Like he was really giving me um, a tour, if you will, but not like a campy tour, not like um, the tour they give you a lot of times when you book something, like the tour as someone that lives there. Turns out he was actually, um, I think it was law enforcement, lived in Florida for a while. Was a really, really cool dude, worked IT in certain areas. And I was really grateful for that little experience that I would have missed out on had I not taken that leap of faith and, you know, trusted my intuition. Um, I'm kind of thinking back on other places that I had gone. Like I've gotten lost in pretty much every country that I've just randomly walked around in the city of. Um, Cuba, though, was pretty, uh, it was, I got pretty like lost, lost. Like I was walking around streets and I had no idea where I was going. I had to figure out where not only was it the language barrier, they don't have their street night, the street names, like street signs. They don't have uh, poles like we do. They've got like the number, well, at least in the area, no, in all of Cuba that I was, all the different places, at least in the Havana area and shit, where was the other place that I stayed? 
uh, check my Instagram. I can't remember the name of the city, but it was on the uh, on the coast by the beach someplace. And they have their street names on a rock on the ground of the corner. So once I realized that, I didn't pay attention to what street I turned off of when I came from the Airbnb. So I got really turned around. I knew I was in the general area, but I totally forgot that I had a map on my phone that I had downloaded, but I remembered that I had Google Translate. So I'm trying to use a little bit of Spanish I know, and I'm talking to so many strangers. I mentioned in an episode previously, I think, that the men in Cuba are like very, very friendly and flirtatious. So it was like an not uncomfortable, but you really had to finesse the situation trying to ask a guy for directions for me, at least in that experience that I was in. There was this one guy, I guess he was the ice cream man because he had like a cooler on the back of his bike and a little song playing. And um, I was trying to and I figured, well, if you ride in the bike through here, if you're working the area, I assume that you have a bit of familiarity about it. Not so much. So I'm talking to the guy and I'm really trying to explain to him where I'm trying to go using Google Translate. And the whole time he's basically saying, I have a car. I can drive you places. Will you be my friend? Uh, don't you don't have a boyfriend. Right. And I'm, it was really uh, it was weird. It was weird. It was weird. But again, that intuition, it was not an uncomfortable feeling. It was just a different feeling, you know, but. Again, that energy and just really trying to get a feel for him and what information to give, like, you know, whether or not you tell somebody that you're staying by yourself or whether or not you tell somebody that, you know, to what level of degree you're lost. That is really just one of those things that you had to work through the hard way. You got to read people cold. You got to read them on the spot. And, you know, there's a mix of good feelings and bad feelings. But for the most part, you got to trust your feelings. So traveling definitely, definitely, definitely has helped me build and strengthen my intuition. I've gotten a lot better at knowing when my intuition is trying to say something to me versus, you know, just how do you say it? Because um, there's a certain, hmm, I guess it's a thin line when you're trying to see if it's your intuition talking to you or if it's like good sense. Now they're kind of the same thing, but I don't know some, you know how you ever, I don't know about you. If you've ever had a feeling like, nah, I really shouldn't go here. Or I really shouldn't do that. But then you totally go against it and everything works out perfectly. So it's just like, was that your intuition telling you not to do it? Or was it a preconceived notion of, you know what I mean? Like, was it a bias that was jumping out at you. That's right. Cause I was debating with a situation at work the other day and I ended up going with option B as opposed to option A. And when I got and handled the situation, it was actually the best situation for me. Like it was just, I had such a breeze of a day because I went with option B over option A, but everything was telling me option A, option A. But I was like, fuck it. I'm a doobie. So I don't so like in hindsight, looking back on it, I'm like, was that intuition or was that were those my biases talking to me? Biases. Yeah. Intuition sometimes is like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> but then so can your biases. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. 
I don't got the answer to that one, y'all. What are your thoughts? Send me a message or something. DM me, comment, or some shit like that. I'd really be curious to hear what somebody besides me and this nigga here got to say about it. Um, let's see. I don't know if you heard him, but that's Sha. That's Sha T. He's talking every once in a while and giggling. So the next one that I think that travel has definitely taught me the hard way is that beauty is past the fear. So I... Hmm. I'm trying to see how I want to phrase this. I don't think I'm a scary person in terms of like, I don't think I'm afraid of a lot of shit, you know? Um, I think I have a, a very healthy amount of fear. I fear, um, you would ask some of my coworkers, I fear germs. I think in a very logical way, I don't touch things that are easily accessed by the public because fucking germs. People are nasty, you know what I mean? But some people I work with think it's ridiculous and they, you know, have jokes and shit, but guess who's sick and who's not sick, yeah? But on vacation, not in the sense of like touching shit more so, but in the essence of excursions and going on um, explorations and just like the kind of shit you do on vacation that you, ha- that you don't do at all in your regular life. Like, what is it about going on a vacation that makes you want to jump off a building? Not like in the suicidal sense, but in the bungee jumping, in the bungee jumping sense. Like I stayed at the stratosphere when I went to um, Vegas and they have some kind of bungee jumping attraction. And in your everyday life, what kind of things do you can you say you do that you're afraid of, but you do it anyway because you think you might get a good experience out of it? Whereas on vacation. I at least can name one thing on every single trip that I did that I was initially afraid of, but did it anyway, because it's one of those things where ah, I came out here this far. Why would I not do this and miss out on the experience of it? Or one of those, well, I'm, I came this far. I can't not do it because I don't know when I'm going to come back out here. Like um, cliff diving. That is still one of the things I remember being the most afraid of doing. It is like when you think about it, you like you book the excursion knowing that you're going to do it for the most part. I did at least. I knew I was going to jump off the cliff, jump into the ocean. Good times. Let's do it again. But when I fucking got there, bruh, it was petrifying. Like it's one of those things that you don't expect to be that afraid of doing until you're actively faced with doing it. I didn't think I was going to be scared. I can swim. I'm not a great swimmer. I can't save you. One of us is not going to make it if it's up to me. But I think I swim well enough that I'm not going to drown. I've jumped into pools. I've jumped into the ocean. Well, no, I haven't jumped into the ocean. Yeah, maybe that was it. I don't know. But anyway, I got up there and it took so long to actively make that decision to actually jump. I watched a bunch of people do it before me, but every time I came to the edge, it just seemed so far. I thought of all the ways it could go wrong, but I did it. Same thing when it came to, um, let me see, what was another one? Zip lining. Um, I'm not a fan of heights, but I won't say that I'm necessarily afraid of heights. Like I'm afraid of spiders. Fuck them all in every aspect. I, I don't want to see them on TV. I don't want to see them on in print. I don't want to see spiders at all. Heights, I can kind of, as long as I'm not, you know, as long as there's some type of a barrier between me and the open, I'm good for the most part. But ziplining, you're 
flying through the trees. Well, I did that in Costa Rica. You start at a relatively, air quote here, uh, low level. I don't know how high it was, but the first time you climb up the apparatus, you get strapped in and they're explaining to you how everything goes and you're just, ha ha ha, this will be fun. But when you get to that first jump point, you're scared. I was so scared, but it was just, you suck it up and you go. I don't. Maybe it's because you paid for it. Ooh, maybe that's it. If you pay for something, does that force you to work past your fear faster? Huh, interesting plot twist. Because I've paid for all the excursions that I've been on. Hmm, but I gotta say that each time I've been afraid of something, I've done it anyway, mostly because I paid for it, but also because I knew that there was going to be a gain from the experience. I knew that it was either going to be an exhilarating feeling, it'd be an incredible memory, or overall just like a really good experience. And thank God, Knockwood, everything has been so far on every vacation I've gone on, all the different things that I could have ultimately been you know, afraid to do. I know some people, when they go someplace, they'll say, oh, no, I'm not doing that because I'm afraid of this. Or I couldn't do this because I don't fuck with that. But I really don't cancel or uh, negate the option of doing almost anything when I go on vacation. I ain't fucking with the spiders intentionally. We've already clarified that. But heights, water, you know, exertion. I don't mind hiking, climbing, and, you know, going out of my way to get to incredible destinations. But in real life, I don't do the same thing. I also don't put myself in situations where I have the opportunity to experience new things as much as I do when I'm on vacation. So for me, it's kind of like, as I was sitting and thinking about it, I was realizing that it kind of forces the thought of it, I mean, is inspiring me, if you will, to kind of live life like I'm on vacation, you know, to actively not plant seeds, but consider putting the opportunity or seeking out the opportunity to be involved in or readily accessible to new experiences, to new ideas, new feelings, to taking a step outside of your comfort zone and because we've all heard that you know great what is it um everything great or everything that you want in life is past your comfort zone and all that other you know the what do you call that what's the word I'm looking for all the um you know the quotes and shit like that whatever but we've all heard that but I've experienced it in the sense that I can see the difference between my vacation life and my regular life. So it's kind of like vacation brings out a passion for excitement that I don't um, feed, if you will, while I'm here. And then that's another, that raises another question for me. So can you call something a passion if you don't engage with it at every opportunity? Like, I love traveling, but I can't say that I travel at every opportunity I get. I can't say I travel at every chance I get. Every vacation I get, like every break I get off at work for the most, like if I get paid time off, like if I get a week of leave, I'm going to go someplace. If not, chances are I'm going to give the time back. But long weekends, um, I don't go nowhere. 
on the weekend, I could easily go to, I don't want to say easily, I got, like, I have the money for it, but, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you leave someplace Friday, drive out, you're there for Saturday and Sunday. Like, is it really a passion if you don't do it at every opportunity that you have to do it? But I guess I'll save that one for another one because I feel like that can be a really good conversation. But say all that to say, all of those experiences are showing me that I don't live life to the fullest in the most fullest of its terms. I have so much more life spent not on vacation that I don't say I'm wasting, but that I'm not taking full advantage of. There's a whole lot more to be seen and done in New York than I've done, than I even plan to do. So that should make finding said things to do and experience and grow from easy to do. So, and when I say I learned that the hard way, it's one of those things where it's not like it has to be, there doesn't always have to be a negative connotation in the sense that something bad happened, but a lesson that kind of hits hard. So I guess I should have prefaced it or prefaced the episode with that that not every lesson you learn the hard way has to be um, devastation. I don't think. This is me. I got a degree, but it ain't in that. Um, My thoughts are that you can learn something the hard way and the hard part of it doesn't have to be something um, long-lasting or extensive. It could just be something that hits really hard. And for me, those... um, those instances or those realizations definitely hit hard. And knowing that I'm not uh, using what I have in, and that being, you know, my life and my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I lose words quite frequently. I got to read more. Um, that I'm not using the gift that I have of time, my mobility, um, my youth energy and my, you know, creativity, I've got to use more of it. And I, I guess I can, uh, be open to some suggestions. So call to action number two. And the third one was not all missed opportunities are L's. Pete. So I'm gonna set the scene. I get to Thailand. I had come from Qatar. I flew from New York to uh, Doha. I stayed there for maybe two, three days. I don't think the jet lag hit me then. I lounged around, had a good time, then flew into uh, Phuket. When I tell you the next day I woke up, because I arrived in the evening, the next day I woke up and I slept the entire day. I didn't do shit. I don't even think I ate. I woke up, looked out the window, it was raining, rolled back over. Did the same thing maybe twice during the day. Woke up that evening, got some food, went back to sleep. So I woke up the next day and I went to the, you know, the excursions, booking little activities desk. And I tried to book Fifi Island because most people that go to Thailand want an incredible beach experience. Thailand's supposed to have some of the world's most beautiful beaches. So, of course, I get that far and I want to see the most beautiful beaches in the world. So... I tried to book Fifi and the woman is telling me that it was too late in the day 
and um, they didn't have something available the next day or it was fully booked because I think the hotel that I was staying at only had two options. And from the area that I was in, I believe that there was only um, a certain number of ways that I could get there because I really did look into that shit. Like I got on the uh, thank you. I got on the Internet and did some research on my own because I definitely looked for um, third party vendors that could get me there versus just um, counting on the woman at the that the um, at that desk. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't just let one person tell me, no, I can't do it for you and take that at word. I didn't, however, want to trust the ferry because I saw that there were some reviews about the ferry not being necessarily reliable, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, I ended up doing um, some next shit. I think I did, um, what do you call it? Um, Big Buddha, Watch Along, and I did an elephant experience where you ride the elephants through the jungle. And I had a great time. The elephant experience was a little touch and go because I wasn't really certain whether or not they were being mistreated I went into it thinking that I wouldn't do the you know that activity at all because I'm not Jack Hanna you know I don't know how to read the signals and you know I don't know what appropriate health uh you know care and attention to these animals looks like so I can just go you know are you being mean to them does it seem mean I don't know other than that I mean, if I were a, a wild animal, I wouldn't want to be working at all. So that's yeah, a little iffy. I can't say that I would recommend the experience because I don't know the situations, but I had a good time. Minus being so close to the fucking spiders in the trees and those bitches move slow as fuck. The, el- the elephant moves slow. You're on a really janky um, seat. And it seems like you're going to fall off the bitch. And these niggas walk real wild close to the edge of like cliffs. And they're it's it's scary as fuck. Like I swore I was I didn't swear because I, I mean, I figured that I wouldn't or else, I, you know, the place would have been shut down. I would have hoped, you know, but again, overseas, uh, not everybody has the same. What do you call it? Um, regulations and stuff. So I was just hoping that I didn't fall off or get bit by a spider because I can't move side to side on the little elephant seat that's on their back. Anyway, I got sidetracked there. Um, I missed Fifi Island. The beach that was close to the hotel I was staying at was trash. Like literally it was trash. There was trash everywhere. Um, You couldn't see. I went into the water maybe thigh high and I couldn't see my knees. It was very dirty water and I'm feeling shit like hit me. Like I, there was a seatbelt. It was styrofoam containers floating in the water. And I, I, I did maybe 90 seconds so I can say I was in the water and I couldn't do it any longer. It was, it was disgusting. So my beach experience in Thailand was such a fucking letdown. And after I missed Fifi, I was in the ta- I ended up going to, you know, other areas because once I left the desk, um, I decided to not just stay in the hotel another day. I, you know, got a taxi and decided to do a little bit of exploring. And that's how I ended up doing the other locations, because I knew that those were places that I definitely wanted to see while I was in Phuket. Um, so I remember coming back to the hotel. Oh, I know why I couldn't do Fifi on. Um, I think it was the Thursday I couldn't do because I was getting um, I ended up getting a tattoo. And you can't do the 
beach and the sun after you get the tattoo. Um, I don't know if I mentioned, but I collect tattoos when I travel. And I ended up getting an incredible dream catcher with a compass in the middle while I was in Thailand. It ended up being totally by chance. Like I was just out walking in the neighborhood and somehow I walked into a tattoo shop. Language barrier was definitely uh, about mid-level high. Thankfully, the internet is roughly the same. So I typed in what it was. I like showed him a picture on my phone of what I knew I wanted. And he looked it up and we pointed, I pointed colors out on the wall and tried to, you know, talk to him as much as I could, you know, using as basic English as you could without being too, you know, colorful, if you will, with your descriptions. Cause you want to make sure you want to know, is this just going to be permanent? You know what I mean? You want to make sure it's going to come out the way you want. So we ended up getting the stencil. Everything came out. They put it on the arm and yeah, randomly got a tattoo in Thailand, which almost didn't happen as well. That seems to be another trend. I ended up going in on Wednesday, paid for it in full, scheduled to come back on, was it Friday? Yeah, I think it was Friday morning I was supposed to come back and get it. I ended up going out on the Thursday to uh, Big Buddha and all that kind of stuff, went to um, had the taxi drop me off and I was walking to get something to eat when I randomly saw one of the guys from the tattoo shop and he stops me. He's like, you're supposed to get a tattoo tomorrow. Mind you, this isn't the tattoo artist that I'm speaking to. I'm just speaking to another guy that's that works in the shop or something. I, I don't know, but he wasn't the guy inking, inking me. And I was like, real standoffish at first, like, who the fuck are you? Because I didn't recognize him. And then I was like, okay, yeah, you. Uh, yeah. So he was like, well, we're not going to have power tomorrow. Can you come today? And I'm like, uh, yeah, because I paid for this shit in full. It was only like $120, I think, $130. It was wild. It was wild cheap. Like, hella, hella cheap. Um, and they did an incredible job. It almost, like, if I hadn't been outside while he was outside, who knows what would have happened. I would have gotten there the next day. I don't know how I would have gotten a refund because no electricity. So I would have had to just take it to chance that they would be, you know, um, upstanding enough to refund me once they did get power. You know what I mean? I also would have missed out on one of the most beautiful tattoos that I have. Um, definitely hit up the Instagrams and get a look at that because this shit is fly. Um, but that's one of those things that happened to me and I gotta say uh, it just supreme circumstance you know what I mean what's for you is never going to miss you what's supposed to be will be so just because you miss an opportunity does not mean that it's a total washout that it's a total loss you really have to take the time to realize again the beauty that is right in front of you. The small things matter sometimes as much as the big things. I would have loved to go to Fifi. It would have been a big fucking deal. However, the sunset that I watched on the drive back to the area that I was staying in with Big Buddha in the background, never gonna forget it. Never gonna forget it. I had like such a wave of calm 
and just contentment when I came to the realization that not everything that you want to happen is going to happen. And this is all in the backseat of a taxi in Thailand. It was just one of the moments in my life that I pray to God I never forget. Um, most of the day, like at, to that point, most of the trip had only gone maybe, maybe 60% my way. And the 40% that didn't go my way were like really annoying, like two or three really annoying things, but nothing really, really big that made me want to fuck this. I'm going home or I got to find someplace else to stay kind of a thing, you know, but everything at that moment was perfect. It was such a beautiful experience in both the literal and figurative sense. It felt very real and calm and pervasive. I knew that that lesson that I learned in that moment would stay with me. And it still has. Um, that I tried definitely not to miss the forest for the trees. You know, you can spend so much time uh, trying to figure something out or, you know, making a big deal of things or big picturing things that you miss out on the little details and the little things in the situation that can get you as much or maybe more than what you think the total experience can do for you. Because keep in mind, sometimes what you're missing is just an idea. You have a preconceived notion or you have a picture of what it is you want to do or what should happen. And then when things go a different way, don't block yourself from enjoying what happens when it happens. Just because it wasn't what you thought was supposed to happen doesn't mean it's not what was supposed to happen. I truly believe that that energy um, you project comes back to you. So I'm definitely trying to personally work on my own energy so that I continue to project good energy. Um, I definitely um, deal with a lot of different because I work with the public and I deal with a lot of people's energy. It can be so that's one of the things that I grossly underestimated about my job, um, because what I'm doing is not I don't you know, it's not fucking rocket science, you know, but I deal with a lot of people's energy. And that shit in and of itself is as tiring as actual labor in a lot of instances. So. I definitely, definitely, definitely from traveling and honestly, shit, I'm learning from this episode that I need to actively put the lessons that I've learned into play because sometimes you learn something and you forget that you learned it until you have, well, hmm, can you say you really learned it? Let me reword that. Let me rephrase that. Sometimes you are taught something, but you don't necessarily learn it until shit. I'm not losing my thought. I'm just trying to express it the way I'm thinking. It's kind of like um, feed a man once and he'll starve again or something. A teach a man to fish and he'll leave forever kind of thing. It's going to stay with you when 
or oh here's another analogy um you basically repeat the same mistakes until you learn your lesson yeah so i was taught these lessons they resonated with me when they happened but i've got to say that doing the podcast and actively talking it out loud as opposed to just you know reflecting on it when i scroll through you know facebook and facebook reminds me about the different shit i've done over the past however many years I've been on Facebook, it's, I'm, you know, benefiting from this as well. So it definitely, definitely, definitely in reflection for this episode taught me or reminded me of what I have been taught and that I can better my life from the things that I've learned living my life. So I would definitely say don't miss out on the beauty of the small things. Don't miss out on the beauty that is past your fear. And don't miss out on the beauty that is your intuition. Listen to your intuition, face your fears, and appreciate the small things that come about in life. So this week's uh, quote that I'm going to drop on you. Hold on, let me pull this one up. Okay, so the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eyes. And the internet says that is a Marcel Proust quote. I really like that one because I think it pretty much says exactly what I just said. Don't miss out the shit that's in front of, like, hmm, no, let me rephrase that. Just because you go and see new things doesn't necessarily mean that you should stop at that. Once you see these things, once you experience these things, if it's done right or if it's meaningful enough, you're going to look at things differently from then on. When you see, you know, a really bad accident while you're driving, you start to look at the road with new eyes. You're paying attention to different things. You're looking at, you know, different conditions and you're gauging whether or not you should slow down, whether you should, you know, change lanes, shit like that. So for me, that quote kind of means the same thing. When you vacation, when you experience life, when you travel, when you, you know, live Monday through Friday at work, not on vacation. Don't necessarily look at everything as a place or as a destination as or a location look at it as an experience and from those experiences let that color how you look at the rest of life learn from the shit that you do don't let it be for naught and definitely make sure that it's something that you continue to build with yeah all right so how are the kid on the socials like, follow, blah, blah, blah. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast because I'm fucking enjoying it. I definitely don't like driving, but one thing is I don't mind driving here to do this. All right, guys. Thanks and shit. Hope you're having a good week. Holla at me next week.